0: Today's episode is brought to you by Canvas. Do you know how long it takes you to measure and model an as built? Probably more time than you'd like. Canvas replaces hours of manual measuring with a few minutes of scanning with your iPhone or iPad. And Canvas eliminates the hours, if not days, of taking your measurements and turning them into a 3D as built or 2D floor plan, all for pennies per square foot. You can try Canvas for free and download it at www.canvas.io and make sure to use promo code BF. That's www.canvas.io and promo code BF23. All right, now back to the show. Hey, I'm Spencer Powell, and welcome to Remodeler Stories, where we highlight remodelers. Every remodeler has a unique story and journey, and we can all learn from each other. Stay tuned. For a mix of inspiration, tactical tips, unique strategies, and some laughter. The remodeling business is tough, but rewarding, and we're all in this together. Let's kick this thing off. Before we get into today's show, let's talk about our show sponsor, Remodeler Growth Community. Remodeler Growth Community is a peer to peer networking group exclusively for remodelers. For a low monthly fee, you get access to some of the best minds in the industry life-changing business strategies, and the ability to connect and learn from people who've walked the path you walk. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back, so there's absolutely no risk to you. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. Today, I sit down with Gary Knowles of GJK Remodeling. Gary is the owner and namesake of GJK and brings over 25 years of experience in the residential remodeling and building field. Gary's belief is to treat every client the way he would want to be treated by providing the quality, value, and service they deserve. One of the most rewarding aspects of home remodeling is being able to change the client's lives. They often tell GJK that they were able to turn their house into a home they love, giving them a life remodeled. Now for my conversation with Gary Knowles. Hey, Gary, welcome to the show. Spencer, how are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, doing good. We'll give everyone a little bit of context. Who are you? What's the company and where are you guys located?
1: Gary Knowles. We are GJK Remodeling and I am here in Charlotte, North Carolina.
0: Right on. Good deal. So how did GJK Remodeling first start and and when was that?
1: The actual company, GJK, started in January of 2012 here in Charlotte. So we're in our, I guess, going in our 11th year.
0: Congrats. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh,
1: And I I guess we should give ourselves kudos because they say, what, after the first five years, if you don't make it most Companies don't make it. So I guess we've crossed that milestone. So,
0: yeah, yeah. And 10 years, I think, is another one. I forget it's only like four or 10% or something of companies that make it past 10. So, (laughs) there you go.
1: Well, we'll hope to keep going strong then, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, 2012, what prompted that? What were you doing before and why did you start up the company?
1: I've actually been in remodeling for a long time since senior in high school, I started with a remodeler doing similar to what we do here now and kind of was my initial learning of, you know, remodeling. Thus, you know, piqued my interest. You know, I always wanted to be a builder. I actually went to school to be an architect and dropped out. But you know, I think the remodeling for me is more rewarding because it's matching materials and it's going seeing the change from, you know, what they had to what they get. And like I said, for me, it, it's a lot more rewarding than building from scratch. So I've been doing it a long, long time. I got a lot of years under my belt.
0: And so, what was the impetus to start the company?
1: I have a hard time taking orders, so uh,
0: <laughs> sure.
1: I always wanted to be self-employed, and I always had the idea that I could do it better than whoever I was working for. There was a, a better way, or a, you know, more quality way, or whatever the case may be. And I learned a lot. You know, in my first job, I, you know, what not to do. The guy I worked for went bankrupt, so um, that was my my first foray in the, into the business. And it, you know, I learned real fast what not to do. But started my first company up, the, up in Buffalo, New York, where I'm from at 24 and ran that until I moved to Charlotte in 2000. I was uh, almost 30. And I dabbled and did some other things when I got here. Some, I built some multifamily, built some single family, did some commercials with some different companies and investors and stuff. So done a little bit of everything. Remodeling has always been the love.
0: That's cool. Yeah. And so, when you when you started this company when you're there in Charlotte, I guess what was that first year like? You know, when you you know you formed the LLC or whatever, you got the the logo done, and what was the first year like for you?
1: Scared to death. <laughs> you know, making sure you don't make the mistakes that you made in the past, and you know, uh, I'm not going to do it again type of thing. So stick to what we were good at. You know, previously we had been doing a lot more commercial residential and that so i think you know finding a sweet spot and sticking to it i think was the best idea Uh, you know not getting into too much and just concentrating on you know what we were good at and then of course you know the quality and the customer service and everything
0: yeah did you have any big like big wins or milestones that first year or on the flip side like a big oops or or something that happened or (laughs) like gosh Should've dodged that one.
1: I think we survived was a huge milestone because you know that was shortly after you know this nation came out of that horrible recession. So you know just to get through that year and and, and seeing that people were going to start spending money and doing things again, it was a, it was a big a big plus. You know, looking forward to the following year too, knowing that hey, we're we're out of that now, and you know people's confidence was coming back. So you know, and it, and it drives you. You know, when when you've got clients that are confident in the economy. It gives you the confidence that your business is going to flourish. So, you know, it Mm -hmm. it helps.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. How did you land your first few projects that year? You know, we did a lot of advertising. We
1: did a lot of like direct mail stuff. Of course, then once we got into, you know, starting some of the jobs, a lot of word of mouth referral. It was really a lot of hard work, you know, getting out there, getting in front of people and asking for the referrals. And, you know, it just kind of snowballed.
0: Yeah. Since you started this business, what do you think is something that's surprised you about either business ownership, entrepreneurship, or maybe just a certain like growth stage that you hit in the business?
1: Really, it's you don't know what you don't know. You know what I mean? And I think we, and I say we, my wife is very much involved in the business from the financial side of it. We learned that there's a lot more to it than knowing how to build and knowing how to, you know, what we thought how to market, what we thought our numbers were. And we, you know, realized that we didn't really know what we thought we knew. But once we did, you know, it made a world of difference, you know, if that makes sense. So, so you got, you got to wear a bunch of hats, you know, you got to be an accountant, you got to be a little bit of a lawyer, you got to be, you know, a marketer and, and a builder and a customer service person. And if someone would have told me that when I was in high school, I would have pursued some other things in college, more on the business side, because I thought, well, I know how to build. I'm going to just go build and I'm going to be successful and make all kinds of money and life is easy. But reality slaps you in the face when, you know, you see all that overhead in front of you.
0: Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. What do you think is one of the most rewarding things about running your own own company? On a personal side, it's we've been offered a lot of freedom to raise our kids
1: and be available to them when needed whether you know they're sick or there's a play or there's a sporting event but you know on the business side for me it's the the reward of seeing a project from start to finish and you know being involved in the design end of it then seeing it through and you know frankly we have people that tell us you know that we've changed their life that's powerful you know for me and i think that's what drives me to do more
0: yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I know. It's such a intimate experience with the client, you know, being in their home and transforming that space for them that they're literally touching every single day and, you know, for large parts of their day. So, yeah, that's super cool. Well,
1: you become part of their family. I mean, you're basically living with them for months on end, and, you know.
0: Yeah. You get pretty integrated pretty quick. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in construction remodeling, there's always like wacky stuff that comes up or there's like a weird project or something goes haywire, crazy client story, like anything coming to mind over the last 11 years that you can share. You can obviously leave out personal details and that sort of thing. But we've had some good ones. So I don't know if anything is coming to mind.
1: Uh, you know, off the top of my head, and I'm looking at the gallery here, I've got so many, I can't
0: it, pick, it, pick a good one for us then.
1: <laughs> you know, it's interesting because jokingly for years, I've told clients, you know, oh, it'll be in the book. It'll be in the book. and, and you know, if, if it wasn't such a time consuming thing and so difficult to do, I would probably write a book about all the experiences we've had and the people we've met, you know, the different projects we've done and, and what's gone on and and so on. It's really amazing. I can I can't really God, I can't really think about any one thing that really sticks out. There's been a lot of good and a lot of bad stories. It's one of the things, and not necessarily a particular story, but one thing that's really interesting in remodeling is what I call the neighbor envy. Mm. You, know, you do a big project for somebody and the neighbors all turn on them. And it's neighbor envy. You know, that's the jealousy of you know what they're doing and then they they create problems for us, you know, parking and noise, and, you know, porta john and everything else. So that's very interesting that, that we we run into a lot and it's been more prevalent, you know, recently than it had, you know, years ago, but I don't know, you know, it's tough. I I really have to sit and think about what my best story would be.
0: We could circle back around to it. If something comes to you, yeah, we can dive into it. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And For the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, we've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems and I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to RemodelerMarketingBlueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. Thinking about your journey, like year one to where you are now, were there a couple of years in there where that you hit like a clear turning point in your business? Yeah,
1: I would say, you know, we got to a point years ago, it was probably about four years ago, where I kind of felt like it was a do or die, you know, we need to figure this out, or, or we need to call quits type of thing. And and it was a combination of, you know, frustration, and then we had some bad clients and whatnot going on at the time. But, but I think, you know, getting involved in a peer group and getting things figured out was really where the light bulb went on and like i was saying earlier you don't you don't know what you don't know and boy we you know we got involved in that and we were like wow now we really know that was a real big turning point for us because you know everybody says you got to know your numbers and once you actually know your numbers and you see them and you keep track of them and you and you follow them daily you really get a handle on what's going on in your business and of course then, you know, we've we've kind of brought that to the to the rest of the staff so they understood as well. So it wasn't just me yelling, hey, blah, blah, blah. It was, you know, here it is in black and white. This is why we do what we do and why, you know, I'm saying what I'm saying, because you know, the numbers don't lie. Yeah. So and I honestly think a lot of businesses they don't know their numbers. They just keep running as long as the money's coming through the door. You know, life is grand, and they 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 move on. But I think for us, we had we had a little bad spell. With some clients, things got kind of slow, and it opened your eyes for sure.
0: Yeah, that's it's super common answer. You know, is the the like the light bulb of the numbers in the journey. And I think it's just because in this industry, so many people start like you did on the building side, on the remodeling side, the craft of it, and then you get in and then yeah, as you add team and overhead, then the numbers start to really matter. I mean, they always do, but they matter a lot more then. So yeah, I think that's good. And you mentioned the peer group, anything else that you would say about just the value of being connected with other people doing doing the same thing that you are?
1: Well, you know, you realize that everybody's kind of gone through or is going through the same thing as you. And until you really sit down with your peers and You hear their stories and, you know, you you share ideas and everything. You don't really realize that initially it was, well, I'm not going to go talk to my competition, whether they're in another state or not. I don't, you know, but it's very beneficial because everybody's coming and doing the same thing. And ironically, a lot of the problems everybody has are the same. It's a great way to work through that. You know, what worked for some didn't work for others, which is okay. But on the flip side, you know, it helps you get through it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned, you know, one of the most rewarding parts, just being able to like impact people's lives. What do you think is one of the most challenging things about growing a business?
1: Oh, it's just the constant eyeball. You know, you got to keep on it every day. You've got to keep your eye on the the ball every day. I, I, I've always felt like there's, there's no, there's no time to, you know, forget about it. It's, you know, whether you're on vacation or you're off on a weekend, you know, you got to keep your eye on the ball. It's, and that's part of being a business owner I mean long and short of it is that's what it is thankfully we're at a point now where we've got you know over the years we've brought in staff we're bringing in more staff people are in different roles they're they're taking care of things so I you know I it gives me a little bit more freedom to have a little more you know time to myself or you know working on the business so that that's a huge benefit but that's part of the growth too you know you didn't mm-hmm. that, that doesn't happen right away
0: yeah, yeah. years
1: of, of growing and and you know, creating those positions and stuff. So
0: yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I only know what I know from my experience, but I always wonder, does that ever go? Like, can you ever turn it off? I don't know if I'd want to either, you know, if you like what you do, then then it's fun, but it also does bring that, like, it's always there, you know, it's always, it's yeah. just, in, it's integrated. So, well, I'm curious what the business looks like today versus, you know, like year one and, and where are you guys trying to go over the next few years?
1: Today we're a whole lot better than we were in year one. We're a lot more <laughs> we're, gonna, uh, we're a bigger group. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a little more savvy than we've ever been. We're doing, you know, better projects, bigger projects, stuff like that. I think for us, it's not so much growing from a revenue standpoint. It's growing as a team and getting this place to be a well-oiled machine where we can, we can cater to our clients, give them the absolute best in quality and customer service. And have them have a really, really good remodeling experience where they want to just, you know, go shout out to the neighbors how wonderful their experience was. And, and, and you know, and in turn, that'll keep us busy always. It's just refining systems and, you know, doing what we do and trying to make everything we do better.
0: Yeah. Continuous improvement. Yeah. There's always something to be worked on, even if it's just micro little stuff. So, yeah, that's cool. You know,
1: and I think with that, a little bit of dollar growth come with it. And that's okay too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Never hurts. Right. Yep. Well, I got to circle back around to it. Any individual projects or stories that, that you can share? I don't know.
1: I, what, what are you getting at? What, what are you trying to pry out? What kind of story do you want?
0: It could just be something crazy. Like we had one where somebody ended up like, I think they ended up naked in a bathtub somehow, like something when a homeowner walked back in or, you know, we've had some where it's just like, we had to move This thing over here that isn't really supposed to do that. And so we had to pull in all this new, you know, equipment. I mean, just there's unique, wild, crazy stuff that happens. And yeah, nothing in particular other than just anything coming. You got one. There we go. Well,
1: I I don't know why this stands out, but, you know, I, you know, after all the years of being in this business, and I'm sure others can attest to the same thing, you got to have a little bit of a thick skin. This one stands out. It's been years. They were wonderful clients, and we did a great big job for them. And we'll we'll, we'll just leave the names out. But we, we did a, a very, very large addition. And we were in their house the whole time. Because of the way it was built, there was no way to access this thing from the outside. And we were post-drywall. And I went over there in the afternoon. They were kind of on my way home. So I would stop there a lot more than not because it was on the way home. And I went in the house, and I was immediately met by the wife. Who started to berate me about using her powder room toilet? I mean, just went off on me like, you know, you would think I I just robbed her. Every name in the book was thrown at me. And, <laughs> you know, there's a portage on outside and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. And in the midst of screaming and yelling at me about, she knew that somebody used her powder room because the toilet seat was left up. And that's disgusting and on and on and on. In the middle of being berated, in walks her husband and he stops dead cold and he's listening to this and he yells, stop. And she said, I, I'm, yeah, my, 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 you know, the toilet, this, the toilet, that. And he's, she's yelling at him now. And he says, honey, I came home for lunch and I used the potter room. And I left the seat up and I'm sorry. It wasn't their fault. And I just looked at her and looked at him and I walked out. Yeah, <laughs> And then he called me about a half an hour later, and it was extremely apologetic. But, it, you know, I got read the right act over toilet seat. And uh, well, there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> I don't that's know why good. that one sticks with me. But she, I mean, I, I can't even describe how nasty she was.
0: But uh, oh man, yeah, that's a good one. I like it. Yeah, there's always something and they're all just a little bit unique and different. So
1: <laughs> if we had another hour, I could tell you about the CIA couple that we'd work for them. That, that's
0: too hard to get into. Oh, all right. Well, maybe maybe next year we'll just we'll bring you back and we'll only do that one. We'll just yeah, do one yeah. one long story. So
1: yeah, we can start a whole other podcast, Remodeler stories. I mean, it would be a
0: hit. <laughs> I do one every day, and there you go. All right. Well, I got a couple more questions to wrap us up. Okay. I guess one one just like. What are you seeing in the market right now? The last couple of years have been wild, you know, for remodelers. What are you seeing as kind of the the challenges over the next couple of years?
1: I think always, you know, for the foreseeable future, labor. You know, labor shortage is a huge problem, and, and you know, I think that's going to continue to be until the, the the high schools and the the trade schools start, you know, doing something to get people back in the trades. I think we're going to struggle with that for a long time. We are lucky here in Charlotte; we're one of the fastest growing cities in the country. We're a little bit more resilient to economy changes nationwide because of the amount of growth here, the amount of people that move here. So we're we're lucky in that regard. And of course everybody knows when the home building slows remodeling climbs. We're looking to have another good year. I don't think it's going to be as wild and woolly as it was the last few years, but I, I also don't think it's going to be quiet either. I think we'll we'll sail through and have another good revenue year yeah. for the next yeah. few years. Anyway, and they're forecasting that So as long as Charlotte keeps growing, I feel good just for that reason.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, final question for you, Gary, if you could pass along some words of wisdom or final piece of advice to other remodelers listening, what do you want to leave us with?
1: What I would say, uh, something that always, I, I was always told an old friend and mentor always told me, always believe in yourself. That's a good tagline when things are good, things are bad, or things are indifferent keep that in mind and you'll keep going.
0: I like it. I like it. Cool. Well, Gary, thanks for sharing your story and, and spending the time with us today. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to Remodeler Stories. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every month we pick a winner and send out a free copy of my book, The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. Just leave a review over on iTunes to enter to win. See you next time.